prepping to jump. Not without Omega. The bounty hunter who took her is long gone. We'll have no chance of finding them if Crosshair shoots us down. Rear deflector shields are failing. Make the jump. Greetings, Bucketheads. It's Friday. It's Bad Batch Friday. Welcome aboard. Mayvar Tigar? Welcome to the 67th Cad Bane Battling episode of MandoVision. Nargai Tom. And thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is via social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. And hey, if you're not, you know, if you've got a minute to spare, five-star reviews help us defeat the evil, evil algorithm. We appreciate that so very, very much. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. What a day. What a Bad Batch Friday. What a way to start my day at 3.30 in the morning than to get up and watch this incredible episode of Star Wars The Bad Batch. Let me tell you, I freaking loved it. I had so much fun watching this one. And there's there's so many, so many layers to, to, to get after in this one. Some, so many things to pull back and discuss and get into. And the most inter- one of the most interesting aspects of it, Bad Batch, they're barely even in it. That little clip we play at the beginning, that's kind of it. They, they show up at the end, they show up at the beginning. The middle is all Omega, all Cad Bane, all everyone. And we get, again, juicy, juicy details coming soon. Of course, as is always the case, spoiler warning is out there. Uh, we are going to talk about all the nitty-gritty details of this week's episode. I'm so, so excited to get into it. Uh, one little thing before we actually dive into the proper episode. You probably have seen on the internet that that uh, that Amelia Clark, a.k.a. Uh, Kira, from the Han Solo movie, the Han Solo, you know, the Star Wars story solo, uh, uh, she's come out and talked about these pages and pages of notes that she has for Kira moving forward after the events of the first Solo film. Um... And that's exciting to me to know that she was so invested in her character and she was looking to continue doing things with that character and, and seeing where we go. You know, that movie ended with, with uh, if not necessarily like a cliffhanger, but like a, a big teaser for, for the further adventures of, of Kira and, and Han and Chewie and everything like that and Lando, hopefully. Um, and, you know, the reaction for Solo in theaters wasn't, wasn't the most positive. But it's one of those films that I think has, its its fan base has grown immensely uh, since people have been able to view it at home and and sort of appreciate it for what it is instead of what it, at least in my case, for I I grew to appreciate it for what it is, not what it wasn't, uh, and that did that did take a viewing or two, but uh, that I find that film uh, very charming and, and very very enjoyable. Uh, so so I've definitely come around and I want to see more adventures uh, set in that particular time space. <laughs> time space that's not the right word but i want to see some more stories set in that in that 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 particular chunk of han solo's life and following these characters that we met in this first movie 
So yeah, why not? Why not get going on here? And Disney Plus, I've said it before on the podcast, Disney Plus is the perfect platform for doing something like that, for expanding our our soloness, if you will. Because I mean, listen, let's be honest. You break these things down into like you know little forty-five, fifty-minute episodes, and uh, 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 people watch. People are gonna watch. You put it on your platform. People are watching. Everyone has Disney Plus already, anyways. We're all hook, line, and sinker for the Mandalorian, and uh, yeah. Give us more of the Solo. We've talked about it. Like I said, I've advocated for this on the podcast for a while now. I want to see the next Solo as a Disney Plus series. I think with those lower expectations, with uh, a slightly smaller, um, with the slightly smaller expectations that come along with being on Disney Plus, I think the show could ex- exceed all expectations and, and and just really impress Disney executives. Uh, it, it could be a lot of fun to, to get back to the story that way with Amelia Clark, with uh, Alden Ehrenreich, and 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 pick up Han Solo's adventures and let's move forward and and you know bring back bring back a, a <laughs> I almost said Danny Glover, <laughs> bring back Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian and and let's do this via Disney like it, it's it's a thing people are doing this big time movie stars are doing these streaming shows specifically on Disney Plus I mean come on look look at what's going on over on the Marvel side of the Disney Plus app you know these are these are actors who have been featured in some of the biggest movies in in cinematic in recent cinematic history and they're doing Disney Plus shows because they love being these characters and they want to kind of stay in this universe and it sounds like Amelia Clark is in the same vein. She wants to be in this universe. She wants to stay in Star Wars. And I don't think it would take a lot of arm twisting to get Aaron, Alden Ehrenreich to come back. I assume most of these people sign three-picture deals. I'm sure they can alter them into some sort of TV situation as well. Like, let's do it. Let's bring it back. I want more Solo. We all want more Solo in our lives. So that's all I have to say about that. I, I do hope they... they uh, you know, actually, let's, let's, let's change the, the, uh, the narrative here a little bit. Think about what just happened over on HBO Max. You know, the fans demanded of Warner Brothers that they let Zack Snyder finish and release the Snyder Cut of Justice League. And whether you are or pro or con of the Justice League film in general, that's, that's beside the point right now. But the fans got this to happen. They rallied and they made it happen. They made Warner Brothers pay attention to them. And that could be done for Solo as well. I'm not just talking about getting on, on Twitter or Instagram and using the hashtag make solo to happen or make solo to great again or whatever it was. I mean, that's great. That's exciting stuff. But we need to be doing that like all the time, every day, all day, every day, forever and ever and ever until we get what we want. And, and let's get aggressive. Let's get those giant billboards, put them right in front of Disney offices. Make solo to happen. Let's do it. Let's do it. And say it say, you know, on the bottom on Disney Plus, please. And be polite. Don't demand. Be polite. Be courteous. That's that's all it takes. All right. That's all I got to say about that, which was more than I intended to, but, but that's okay. We're going to get into the Bad Batch. I'm so excited to talk about this episode. Um, I, I don't even know if I want to like break down the episode in order of operations, you know, as we as we typically do. I kind of want to dive into some of the meat just right off the bat, but 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 we'll we'll see what happens on, on the other side because there is one important step that we have to take care of before we can begin our breakdown of the episode. You know what it is. You know what time it is. All right? Strap on your buckets. Let's go. How's my asset doing? My name is Omega. Who are you? Cad Bane at your service. Where are you taking me? Uh, 
You'll be sorry when my friends come for me. Your friends are long gone. I made sure of that. No one is coming for you, little lady. Alright, now that our buckets are securely in place on top of our heads, we can begin the show. We are here to discuss Season 1, Episode 9 of The Bad Batch. This is Bounty Lost. Bit of a spoiler in the title right there. Original air date is today, June 25th, 2021. Our directors, we have two directors this week. Brad Rao and Nathaniel Villanueva. And the episode for this week, Matt Mishnovitz. And he's also his own story editor. So that is really kind of, you know, maximum efficiency in my opinion. I love that. Uh, the plot for this episode is The Batch Embark on a Rescue Mission. And uh, yeah, I think you figured that out pretty early on, right? Alright, so what do we got this week for the cast? Of course, the legendary D. Bradley Baker is back as the Bad Batch. Michelle Ang is Omega. Omega. I like the way she says it. She says it way cooler than I ever could. I will not attempt to do her accent. <laughs> Corey Burton, of course, is back as Cad Bane. Ming-Na Wen is Fennec Shand. Bob Bergen is Lama Su. Gwendolyn Yao is Nala C. Rena Owen is Ton Wei. And Seth Green is Toto360. The little robot. Cad Bane's little robot guy. You may remember uh, when we last left Toto, he had gotten his leg blown off by Hunter uh, in, in, the, in the duel against Cad Bane. So... Wow, where, where do we where to begin with this week's episode? You know, we start with the batch trying to escape from Braca. They're being pursued by by their by their former buddy Crosshair, all bandaged up from his from his injuries that he received at the hands of the batch and in their efforts to escape from Braca and from the Imperial forces that were pursuing them. Uh, and, and Crosshair determined determined to bring down the batch and and not just like he's not trying to disable that ship. He's gonna blow them out of the sky. That seems that seemed to be his intention. Uh, that entire time, he wasn't trying to disable and take them prisoner. No, no, no. He was, uh, he was going to make them pay. Pay the Emperor. And, yeah, but Hunter makes the hard call. They have to go to hyperspace. The bounty hunter's long gone, so they have to leave without Omega. They'll figure it out uh, uh, down the road. Though that once, they can, once they make this escape, then they can put their attention back on, on finding Omega, rescuing her, and bringing her back into the, into the fold. So that's where we start off with. Uh, after after that, we transition though to Omega as a prisoner aboard Cad Bane's ship, and we catch up with Cad Bane. And that clip we played right there. First of all, I love it because it, it's it's just you know Corey Burton just being you know just just bringing so much life to Cad Bane uh, and, and make, kind of uh, uh, reminding us why that was such a fan favorite character uh, the first time around on Star Wars: The Clone Wars. But what we get from the first peak. Underneath his hat, he takes his hat off, kind of like dusts his hat in a, in a very Lee Van Cleef kind of way. Uh, we, we see the, this, this metal plate on top of his head. And that's, uh, that's, that, that comes into play later in this episode. Um, but what we didn't talk about last week with the return of Cad Bane is, you know, back in the day when, when Star Wars The Clone Wars was canceled uh, and there were a bunch of unfinished episodes, uh, Cad Bane was going to get into a fight with Boba Fett. Yeah, that's right. Little, you know, much younger boat version of Boba Fett was going to square off against Cad Bane at one point. They were going to work together, and then there was going to be a, a turn, a betrayal of someone on, on on one of the other. And we were going to get the origin of the dent in Boba Fett's helmet from Cad Bane. And 
what was what might have been considered at the time to be the death of Cad Bane, where each character gets shot in the head. Boba Fett obviously with the dent in the helmet, and Bane through his his head. Obviously, we see now that despite that being an unfinished script, an unfinished episode of the show, they are still considering that story to be part of the canon, to be part of his his legend, his mystique. So he survived that battle, that duel with Boba Fett, and now he has this plate in his head. So. Really, really interesting aspect of it. And like I said, that that plate comes into play later uh, when he squares off against Fennec Shand, which is also a really, really fun confrontation. Uh, our first big piece of, of information, I, you know, it's not really like a big shocking reveal, right? That uh, that the Kaminoans have hired Cad Bane, right? Like we know they're trying to retrieve Omega, but it's it's sort of what they have in mind for her and what Lama Su, the prime minister... Of the of of the Kaminoans of of the of the clone research facility group, you know the guy who runs the show for the Kaminoans, Kaminoans, excuse me, I misspoke. Uh, uh, he's just there. To, he wants to harvest Omega's genetic material, and they're gonna get rid of her. She's been too much trouble, and uh, he's not a fan of the way Nalase has sort of bonded with that character. I'm gonna play that scene for you here in just a minute. Get ready. But first, I am gonna play the scene with bad with excuse me, bad with Cad Bane talking to Lama Su and sort of setting the terms. I'm going to kind of let that scene play out, and I'll probably interrupt it at some point to kind of chime in. I have the girl. What is her condition? Alive. So I expect a premium. See that she stays that way. That depends on you. I'll be at the rendezvous. Bring my unlocked credits. All right, now we come back to Camino. I will deliver the payment and retrieve Omega. Your personal interest in the young clone has threatened our operation enough. Tanway, you will go to our abandoned facility on Borovio. Bring the bounty hunter his payment and recover our property. Yes, Prime Minister. Just a reminder that Tanway is the Cam- the, the uh, Kaminoan that we meet in, in Episode 2 Attack of the Clones when Obi-Wan arrives on Kamino. Uh, she's also the one who takes Obi-Wan to meet Jango and Boba Fett by extension. When the clone is returned, confine her to the sub-level facility. Once you have retrieved the genetic material needed, terminate her. All right, so a lot of that isn't like shocking news. Uh, I'm very curious about this this form, this old uh, facility that the Kaminoans, the Kaminoans have on Bora Vio. You know, we go there in this episode. That's where we go, and it, it's sort of like, you know, obviously the building design is very reminiscent of what we've seen in, in Tabaka City, uh, on Camino, but it's in the clouds, and and it's this sort of like haunting ethereal place with like the clouds spilling into the hallways and into the corridors, uh, and it's this, I thought it was a really just a lovely visual that they came up with for this sort of like haunted former cloning facility. Not haunted in the sense there's actually ghosts there, but haunting in its its sort of. Um, horrific beauty that is that is a abandoned mine a cloning facility uh, that still has clones in a tank by the way which seems like a really sloppy cleanup work by by the Kaminoans but what do you you know I mean I'm not in charge of that sort of thing maybe they had to leave in a hurry I don't know we don't know a lot about the, the Kaminoans and, and the various facilities they have across the galaxy everyone had to go to Kamino before so maybe that's something they explore down the road a little bit more fully uh, who's to say but basically with this information we find out that that the Nalase is is uh, opposed to Lama Su. You know, we sort of all. Well, I think it was fair to assume that maybe uh, she had a different priority as far as Omega went. 
but they were still all sort of on the same page uh, as far as like what to do with with getting her back and, and the cloning process. You know, the whole the whole shebang. This episode really shows us that the divide is much bigger than than many of us probably expected it to be, and that's interesting stuff because we know that they uh, that Lama Sue hired Cad Bane, but now we have to ask the question: Who hired Fennec Shand? Because it does seem to be different. I think they allowed us to think that maybe oh they they put out bounties for anyone to to pick up. No no no, it seems much more specific in in who's hired who. So now you have to pause to consider and think back. Okay. And Phoenix, Phoenix' way with Omega was much different, and and again we explore that a little bit more fully in this episode, and we, and we start to understand why she was a little bit different in the way she tried to handle and and bring Omega back to the the person who put the bounty on her in the first place, and we'll talk about that more as we get deeper into the episode. Uh, but now we have to cut back to the batch uh, as as they're trying to figure out why these bounty hunters are after Omega. And uh, Tex swoops in to give us a bunch of information that is vital and so, so juicy to the episode. So here we go, let's play the sequence. First the bounty hunter on Pantora, now this guy? Why are they after the kid? So what Wrecker's referring to right there is they, they just got the information. That they just figured out who Cad Bane is, who the guy who attacked Hunter on, on Braca is, and uh, how serious he can be. Because she's more valuable than we realized. What do you mean? I further analyzed Omega's genetic profile and discovered she has pure first-generation DNA. Whoa. Why? What does that mean? All clones were created from a host named Django Fett. While our genetic structure was modified for growth, acceleration, and obedience, Omega is a pure genetic replication. How many clones like that exist? To my knowledge, there's only one other. A male clone, codenamed Alpha, later referred to as Boba. Since he disappeared at the start of the war, that makes Omega the sole living source of Fett's raw genetic material. If she's vital to the Kaminoans' cloning operation, they must have put the bounty on her. So, how do we find this bounty hunter? Tech, check with Sid. See if her contacts know anything. We'll keep monitoring comms. Alright, so the batch has some clues of what they need to do next. Alright, so what we want to talk about next is what tech gave us that information that vital vital information that omega is an unaltered clone of Django fett much like boba is now uh bucketheads i need your help on this one but to my recollection to my my uh research ability this is the first this is correct me if i'm wrong please reach out you know how to get a hold of me reach out this is the first time i think we've heard Boba Fett referred to as Alpha, correct? I think to my to 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 my recollection, to my knowledge, uh, uh, he was never officially part of the program. He was part of Django's fee for for being uh, the the genetic material for building the Grand Army of the Republic. So so to hear this is is, is shocking information. It's it's like whoa whoa whoa, and then you then Omega's name makes so much sense. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And, and you, you start to understand a little bit more about that. It's also at this point that you have to wonder, because they say his name, they say Boba, they say Boba Fett's missing, you have to wonder now if Boba Fett will factor into this at some point. Does, is Boba Fett aware that he has, by all rights, by all uh, understanding of, of the word, that he has an actual sister in a sense you know not that he you know he knows he's connected to the other clones 
in a, from a genetic standpoint, but to be like the exact same, not modified, unaltered, the original Django Fett material. Um, and what does Boba think of that and how would Boba Fett react? So I will not lie. I, uh, I considered the possibility that Boba Fett was aware of this and that Boba Fett was the one who hired Fennec Shand to try and recover Omega for himself to bring her to him. And they would, you know, I don't know, connect, bond, discuss, something like that. I sort of entertained that notion very, very briefly. Uh, I thought it was, a, I, did, I, I almost dismissed it out of hand, though, because I was like, that's too far out there. They're not going to do that. Uh, going going with Nala Se makes way more sense. It's way more in the story. But you have to wonder if Boba Fett will, will factor into this at some point, because it just makes sense now. I mean, again, if he's Alpha and she's Omega, you would think the two might uh, might have a little bit of a common interest in one another. Now, obviously, Boba Fett's very distanced from from the clones and from from the Kaminoans at this point. He's he's trying to, uh, uh, you know, uphold his father's legacy and earn his own reputation. Uh, so he might be in a, just a very different place, and not 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 want anything to do with the Kaminoans and any more clones. But again, I I have to entertain the notion that. Uh, maybe, maybe he does, and that maybe he would be interested in a, in, in a, again, a, a sister for, for, for uh, familial reasons. You know, for I don't know, it's some sort of another sense, another reminder of his father, perhaps. Just something I'm throwing out there. All right. Meanwhile, back on Cad Bane's ship, uh, Omega has sort of befriended uh, Toto three six zero, has uh, has uh, convinced him or it to to allow Omega to fix its leg, and uh, she uses this as an opportunity to... Yeah, she fixes the leg. She's good about that. But she also uses this as her chance to make her escape from custody. She's out of the containment unit, and she's going to break free from Cad Bane's custody. Now, they just landed on Boravio, Bora, Bora so she makes her escape from the ship, and they're on the, they're on the planet. They're in the, this uh, former Kaminoan cloning facility. I keep wanting to say mining facility. Cloning facility. And she's attempting to get away from them, from them so that she can... She um, has signaled her friends at this point. She did receive, recover her communications device. So she has been signaling the batch, but it's a weak signal, and they have not been able to pinpoint her exact location. So they need to find... They're trying to give her guidance so she can go and boost the signal so they can pinpoint her more easily. Meanwhile, Cad Bane in hot pursuit, attempting to recover her, which he eventually does. Now he's going to take her to the rendezvous point, and this is when they stumble across the body of of uh, Ton Wei, a character, that, again, that we were first familiar with in uh, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. But let's see just how this shakes out for Cad Bane and Omega as they look at the body on the ground of Ton Wei. Ton Wei? She needs help! None you can give. He's right. Fennec Shand. Hello, Payne. You got no business messing with my score. You of all people know it's all about the price. Besides, she was my score first. Omega and I go way back. <laughs> don't we? You laugh. I don't know about that. <laughs> they go back about like three episodes, I think, at this point. But it is it is interesting. I, I love the conversation here between Shand and and Cad because we know Cad uh, is the, is a bounty hunter with a reputation 
uh, he is sort of like the Boba Fett of his particular era. Uh, and Fennec Shan is a newcomer on the scene, and, and uh, Kaz is going to call her out for that right now. The experience to be going up against me. Yet, I'm the one who has the payment. That's my case you're holding. Hand it over and I'll let you walk out of here. How about a trade? The case for the girl. Sounds fair? You first. Alright, so I pause it here because I asked I I must ask this question of the wonderful listeners, the wonderful bucketheads listening to this podcast. If Toto 360, 360 does not come aboard and attempt to steal the credits from Fennec Shand, does this episode just kind of end? Because uh, Cad would give her over to Fennec Shand in order to get the credits, and he just walks away. You know, Tonway's dead. That's and he, he can say whatever he wants after that. Like, oh, I, you know, I made the exchange, whatever, out of my hands at that point. Or does he attempt to get both, get the credits, take... Omega back and renegotiate with the the Kaminoans once again. I don't know. I was very curious about that because I I feel like a, I feel like Toto the three six zero reads the situation very very wrong, and uh, his his uh, efforts here are what brings about this this very very violent confrontation between Shand and Cad Bane, which by the way is excellent action stuff. It's super super good, really entertaining, fun fun stuff. And I love seeing these bounty hunters going after each other. And I, and I loved the sort of generational difference between them, like the old school, uh, battle-tested Cad Bane versus the young up-and-comer Fennec Shand. So I really, really enjoyed that aspect of it a ton. But I, you have to ask, if Toto, if Toto 360 doesn't take those credits, do they just make this exchange and that's it? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, just something to consider. Toto 360 did not, again, did not read the room well on that one. So Shan and Bane get into again an awesome, awesome confrontation, and it's it's through the cover of this this battle between the bounty hunters that Omega is going to make a run for it, and she's able to find an old lab facility and a communications device that she's able to activate so that she can once again signal to the Bad Batch and uh, they can come and rescue her. That way, this way they can pinpoint her location, come in, get her. But Shan gets the upper hand on Bane and, and uh, basically blows him up <laughs> just a little bit and rendering him, him unconscious so that she can go in pursuit of Omega once again. And so we get a nice little chat between Shand and Omega where she begins to explain just what the heck is going on here. And uh, Omega is, you know, forced to listen to it and it's all very, very good stuff. And remember, think about Omega as a character here. You know, her, her one experience with Shand is a negative but Shan comes at it with a different approach this time around. Doesn't try to trick her or, or fool her, or lure her into like some kind of, uh, the, you know, <laughs> child trap. It's a, it's a much more honest approach this time by Shan. So let's check that out. They won't get here in time. The only person you can rely on is yourself. Why did you kill Torn Wei? Part of the job. You should thank me. What their Prime Minister has planned for you is far worse than why I'm here. What does he want me for? You already know the answer. And she's looking at a cloning tank right now. And I'm very curious, I, I'm assuming that's a, that's a Kaminoan in the tank. Um, but what do you think? Are, were they messing with something else or were they altering their own genes? Because so, it looks a little different, but I don't know, I'm very curious. Uh, what's your all's opinion is on that? Omega, I'm trying to help you. 
You said the same thing on Pantora. There you are. You are coming with me. Get back. All right, so there's Shand uh, kicking Toto 360 right in his face. She slams him into the tank, which is going to come and get her in a minute. Uh, because, yeah, the... Oh, this is when Omega's going to take the opportunity to, to get to one of the, the escape shuttles that's still aboard the uh, still aboard the station. Uh, and again, Bane back on his feet now at the same time, too. And he is still attempting to get back what he lost. His bounty lost, like the name of the episode. Uh, but Toto 360 is persistent. <laughs> and then, uh, again, we get back into more confrontation between Bane and Fennec Shand. And again, I can't get enough of these two fighting. It's such great stuff. So there's so much more great stuff in in the in the battles between Shand and and Cad Bane. Uh, at one point, it looks like Bane's gonna get the upper hand. Uh, he's able to get, appears to render Shand unconscious, but we get more amazing hand to hand combat. You know, uh, at one point, Bane does break out his headbutt with the metal plate. That's where we get a real good look at that plate, and we do reveal the fact that it is in fact a metal plate on his skull from that gunshot wound that Boba Fett gives him. Uh, which is a really cool thing. And I think initially when you first see it, you kind of wonder. And then you hear like that metal, metallic ting when he makes contact with Shan's head. Uh, so good stuff there. And then you also see that uh, that he's, he deploys some flamethrowers, very Mandalorian-esque, in his, in his efforts to kill Shand. Uh, and because, it's, uh, th- listen, I think at this point in the episode, Cad Bane has had enough of Fennec Shand, and he's going he's gonna to end her now. But... Again, uh, Shan showing her resourcefulness, her cunning, her her guile, her skill, uh, in the smoke, from the smoky ashes after his flamethrower attack, uh, she launches a bolo at him, ties his arms, and kicks him right off a ledge. Now, luckily for Cad Bane, at least uh, he's a, he's a he's prepared for all eventualities, and he does have those jet boots uh, on on his feet, so he's able to catch himself, rocket himself back onto the platform. But yeah, me- meanwhile, uh, Omega is making her escape. Uh, there's a cool part here, too, where she uses Toto 360 as her way down to this platform faster instead of him, you know, pursuing her down this, down this ladder uh, and, and kind of pestering her, and, you know, maybe potentially causing her to fall. Uh, a really great, great, more, another great action sequence in, the, in this already great action-packed episode of the show. And this is where uh, the Batch will also come into play as, as they will make their uh, triumphant rescue as... Uh, Toto did just enough to damage her ship, and that is is uh, bad for bad for the ship. But the batch will arrive just in time. Uh, surprise, surprise! They will arrive in in the nick of time to save Omega from a horrific fate. So let's go ahead. Let's check in with the batch as they reunite with Omega after they've uh, got up with her, and they're leaving the planet with the bounty hunters safely in the in the rearview mirror. <laughs> Are you okay, Omega? Are you hurt? Why is this happening? Why are the Kaminoans after me? Hunter, you have to tell them. (laughs) That's Echo saying that. You're valuable to them. More than all the other clones, even more than us. You're different. Different? How? It's a little surprising to me that she doesn't really understand that, or maybe just doesn't, doesn't process on that level that she considers herself to be different than these highly trained soldiers that she's like thrown her lot in with. Uh, but I think that's going to be something we explore much more deeply on the next episode. And let's kind of catch back up with Cad Bane and see how pissed he is. 
Get us in the air. I am trying, but our systems are not responding. Uh-oh. They appear to have been sabotaged. And Fennec Shand is able to depart and... Bane not happy, and you have to wonder if she's in pursuit at all, or if she's just happy that they're away from going back to Lamasu. I require an update. Omega was rescued by the same clones I encountered on Pentora. I can track them, but that will cost extra. No. As long as she is not in the hands of Lamasu, she is safe. I will transfer your payment. If you change your mind, you know how to reach me. All right, so that was the moment, again, I still had in the back of my head, like, oh, wouldn't it be interesting if it was Boba Fett uh, aware of Omega's existence and, and, and trying to reach out to find his, his genetic sister um, and also establishing a connection uh, with Fennec Shand that would have, uh, uh, you know, we would be able to explore again in the book of Boba Fett coming up in December. So I thought that was an interesting idea. I dismissed it out of hand uh, because, it was like, like I said, it's, it's a, it was a little far-fetched, it's a little out there. Uh, especially for the context of the show, like to just have Boba Fett kind of pop up now uh, of, of, of all times and all places. Uh, I think it's much more likely that he will meet, you know, by the end of the season, he might find out he has a sister. But again, we have to ask the question, does he really care? And I don't know if he does. <laughs> I don't, I just don't know if he would care that much. Uh, but you know, Boba Fett, uh, he's a, he's a one man wolf pack. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, he may not just, he just may not care at all. But it was an interesting idea to explore, mostly because it would establish like this a deeper relationship between Shand and Fett. Like they'd have this history together, this kind of deeper shared history than what we know from the Mandalorian. But again, I'm okay with it being the way it is in the Mandalorian, where he just saved her on Tatooine after uh, what's his name shot her in the gut and left her for dead. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of that. All right, we got one more conversation, one more little chat between Hunter and Omega to close out the episode. So let's go check that out. The Batch is sleeping, Hunter awake on. Uh, piloting duty, it looks like. And uh, he and Omega have one more little chat about, about the situation. Can't sleep? I keep thinking about the Kaminoans. Seeing that place. I don't want to end up an experiment in a tube. That's not gonna happen. If I'm as valuable as you say, Lama Su will keep sending bounty hunters after me. He can send everyone in the galaxy. You have us. You can't fight them all. Omega, you don't have to worry. You are never going back to Kamino. And she likes to hear that. <laughs> I promise. There we go. That's the show for this week. What a good one. What a great episode. What a great episode. Bad Batch Fridays are kicking so much booty right now. This is nine stars. This is nine. 9.2 if you want to begin the fractions. I love this one. Incredible episode. So much great information. Still plenty of mystery to go, uh, but the action was top notch. Cad Bane versus Fennec Shand was incredible to watch. So much freaking fun. And again, the, the little get a little bit more information on Omega. We still need to know a little bit more about why the Kaminoans want her so badly. Is it just to protect their their interests in, in providing 
the soldiers to the Empire because we did remember back in episode one they established the material they had on file was decaying rapidly so they need her Omega potentially just to replenish that is that the sole purpose or is there more to it than just that you have to wonder at the same time though why not just change the genetic makeup why not just get another you know find another great soldier or bounty hunter that you could use and recruit them or do they like the fact that they don't, they don't have to pay Jango Fett anymore because he's dead so they're like, oh, you know what? We already got this one. It's, the process is, is worked out. It's refined. We know what we're doing here. We need that FET DNA to make this thing sing. And, and you know, it, it could be that. It, it, there could be more to it than that. I want to I get more into that mystery. I want to dive into that more fully. And, and, again, so much fun. So many layers that we can pull back on this episode. You know, and, again, I have to wonder. I speculate openly. Will we see Boba Fett at some point? Will he become aware of the fact that he has a sister? Will he care? <laughs> or will he not care? Or will he be one of the bounty hunters coming after her next? That's That that remains to be seen. I can't wait to see what happens next. It's, this has been so much fun. It's great. It's good stuff. And yes, like I said, nine stars, easy. Nine buckets, nine uh, Clone Force 99s. What I, Did we ever decide on an actual ranking system? I don't, I don't remember. Nine Beskers, uh, nine Besker armors, <laughs> nine Besker plates. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. We will make a final decision about the actual name of the ranking system, but it's nine. It's a nine. It's awesome. All right, let me let me go. Let me guys get let you let me ooh let me let you all get back to your weekends so we can watch this episode five more times before Monday when we drop another episode of the Clone Wars rewatch. Uh, and get ready for the Clone Wars stuff if because uh, we got some good ones coming up, and we are on the verge. We are only mere weeks away from getting to the Mandalore plot. Which yes, we will we will have some serious serious conversations when we get to the Mandalore plot, and it's going to be a ton of fun. I want to thank you all so much for taking the time to listen to this small independent Star Wars podcast that we call Mandavision. Nargai Tom, thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember the best way to follow us, reach out to us, is via social media at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show MandavisionTom at gmail.com. And like I said before, I ask once again. Please like, subscribe, and share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your co- covert. You can share with people you have uh, blood feuds with and life debts too as well. They'll all dig it. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please, five-star reviews are so, so helpful for defeating the tyranny of the algorithm. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, and so many, many more. If there's something I'm not on, let me know, and I'll make sure we get on there. All right? Go have a great weekend, Bucketheads. We're going to have some fun. It's summertime. The weather's great. Hopefully where you are as well. It's great here in San Diego. Sorry, not trying to rub it in. Um, <laughs> but I trust me, I pay for it. It's really expensive here. Uh, all right, let's close out the show. Go have a great weekend, Bucketheads. Thanks for listening. And you know, this show can only end one way. And this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs>